Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Futures Focus. This is a podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. We are your source, your one and only stop for everything related to prospects, dynasty leagues, all that good stuff. I'm Alex Sanchez. David Gasper, join me per usual. We are nearing the end of the season. What are we going to do with ourselves, David, after minor leagues are over? I suppose we'll have to watch some major league playoff baseball. Ah, so tough. So yeah, tough. Some co- teams would call up some players. I think that would be nice. Well, if they got rid of that, you know, limited roster expansion and went back to 40-man rosters in September, we'd see a lot more. Yeah. I think 40 is like an insane amount, but they went like so far the other direction because it's. Yeah. Like, like have it, have it like 30 or something yeah. at least. I got a know? couple of Bowman packs from Scott I need. if Bobby Witt gets promoted here. Oh. Any day now. I'm I'm waiting. And waiting? You yeah, you might you might be waiting a little while. You want your boy Adley to be called up too. I do, but I'm also probably going to have to be waiting a while. Freaking Baltimore. I don't know. It's getting to the end. I mean, there's only a handful of... They're going to wait. Yeah. They're, they're going to wait. They're going to wait two or three weeks. I mean, we'll see what happens with the CBA, but they're probably going to wait um, until next year and just delay his free agency as much as they can. Yeah, yep. It all depends, I suppose, on the, you know how quickly they think they can go. Somebody like the Giants, you know, they might call up somebody a little bit sooner, you know, but like the Orioles aren't going anywhere (laughs) anytime soon. Anyway, welcome to the show. This is again, Futures Focus. Thanks for joining us. We are going to do something I don't think I've ever seen or heard on a podcast or anything. I think all the, uh, the industry is just too scared to put their name out there on something like this, but we're not, David. We are not scared. No. Um, we are going to look into our crystal ball. I have one here. You have one in front of you, I, I believe. And we're going to tell you who's going to make the Hall of Fame right now among guys that have never or have very little experience in the Major League Baseball. How about yeah. that? It's Hall of Fame weekend. You, you know, got to got to celebrate accordingly. You know, with we got all these inductions. You know, we, we got I think we got two classes of Hall of Fame inductions you know, coming up this weekend and, um, you know, all these guys that, that are Hall of Famers, even though prospect type wasn't really big back when they were prospects, but they were prospects once. Um, so, you know, eventually some of these guys, I'm assuming some of these guys are going to end up being Hall of Famers one day. So who might they be? Well, we're, we're thinking, come back to this episode 20 years in the future and we will see who was right. I love it. I love it. Yeah, credit to you. This was your idea. I loved it. I thought it was a really fun exercise. Now, of course, it's a ridiculous exercise. I'm going to have to say that caveat about five or six times oh, yeah. moving forward. Uh, but let's have We some are fun guaranteeing nothing with these predictions. No, speak so yourself. don't come at us when one of these guys doesn't get elected to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to guarantee uh, one of mine is right. And so you can come back at me 20 years from oh, now. And then. All right. That means if, if anyone good. remembers that take. Let's go over the, the news and notes. We are running low on news and notes as the minor league seasons are rapidly coming to a close. So there isn't a huge amount of things. I mean, I think the promotions are, are pretty set. We see we have a few here to talk about. For instance, Noel V. Marte is bumped up from 
low A to high A. And really the the biggest thing for me is that he leaves the Cal League, so I won't be able to go see him anymore. I mean, I got to see these guys right away. Otherwise, uh, their time is short in the Cal League. But Noel V. Marte quickly becoming a, a top-tier elite type of guy. He has 17 home runs, 23 stolen bases, and uh, he'll probably be, begin there in 2022, I imagine, at high A Everett. But uh, he'll get a taste of it now. So exciting to see him. Um, how much has he risen up for you? Uh, where where did you have him at the beginning of the year, and where is he now for you? Um, I'm really – I don't remember where he was at the, uh, at the beginning of the year. But, I mean, right now <sighs> – I think he's got to be in the top 10, you know, he's got to be yeah. top 10 overall. Absolutely. He's top 10. I was like, I remember kind of a sixties, fifties range. And then like trying to go out, actually he probably was even a little higher than that and trying to go out and get him. And just like, I, I could have gotten him in some leagues, but it was just like, I didn't want to go all in on this young guy that we hadn't seen much from, but I regret that now because absolutely top 10, maybe, Maybe even top five. I bet you could find some people out there that have him top five that have like probably seen him play. But um, I don't know. 271 is that he didn't light the world on fire there. But again, yeah. there's more more to things than batting average. Well, like for for some reference here, um, Eric Cross just uh, updated his top of uh, dynasty prospects at uh, Fantrax, and he has Noelvi Marte at three. Yeah, yeah. I I could definitely see that. I mean, I just haven't seen enough of him live i need to i should have gone to see him um when he was in town um you should have but uh yeah i mean he, that could definitely be right it seems a tad high for me i feel like i can name a few more i'd rather have than him but yeah. what a season what a season for him um you had a promotion too to talk about right what you had a promotion oh yes uh, Eduardo Garcia yeah, in the Brewers organization, uh, young guy, just got promoted from a uh, rookie ball in Arizona to low a Carolina. Um, you know, he's someone that he, he's a shortstop and he's a really, uh, interesting, really talented young player. Um, a lot of skills. I had him ranked number 10, uh, on my mid season update. Um, and he's someone that, you know, just 19 years old, uh, signed out of Venezuela. Uh, he's someone with uh, really just kind of good all-around skills, really good defensive shortstop. Um, I, I think the bat will play, and I think he's got some solid pop in there as well. Um, you know, solid, really kind of all-around player. Uh, maybe, I don't really think he has any carrying offensive tool. I think he's, you know, really, you know, good balanced uh, player offensively. But um, he's someone that, that can stick at shortstop, definitely, uh, and bring some uh, pretty decent numbers. Yeah, you know, me and my shortstop prospects always enjoy them, and I'm glad to hear that from him. I, I know I always like to let you break those Brewers promotions, so thanks for taking that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good looking. You know, nothing crazy, but, you know, they don't need to be crazy at, at that shortstop position. Maybe that's why Noel V. Marte is, you know, number three for cross is just when you get in that position and you're doing those types of things, you become uh, quite the commodity. Um, yeah. One last promotion here. Um, a guy that, you know, I kind of gave up on. I'm not going to lie. But then, you know, after he's kind of broke out this year and he's only 21. For some reason, I just imagine him a lot older. That's Mark Vientos from the New York Mets third baseman. He got promoted all the way up to triple A. So he is 
doing quite well. Um, he just seems to have been around forever for some reason in my mind. But 22 homers this year in uh, a double A gets the promotion late. Uh, just strike strikeout rate is at near 30 percent. So that's quite high. But uh, a guy that I don't think we've talked about once on this podcast. So uh, any thoughts nope. to add for Mark Vientos, third baseman? Yeah, I mean, drafted in the second round all, all the way back in 2017. So, yeah, it's been it's been a while and just 21, one of the youngest guys in that draft class. But, I mean, just huge power um, and some that, you know, really kind of good to see him uh, moving up and uh, really tap into it this year. 22 bombs in double A, hitting 281. So that's, you know, plenty of good stuff to see there. And the fact that the power and the and the hit tool um, really is kind of there. He's hitting enough to tap into that power consistently, uh, and that's really kind of the tough thing with uh, players with his profile. But he's been doing it this year, so I'm excited to see what he can do in Triple uh, A facing a much uh, higher quality level of pitching. Yeah, I mean it's quite a rise for him in 2019. Obviously, 2020 was a lost year, but you know, down there in in Low A, um, hitting 255 with 12 home runs to make it up to Triple A. In two years' time, it's quite impressive. Another reminder for us that sometimes the hype dies down on these guys, and uh, don't be afraid to let it build back up because he definitely has risen up ranks and um, might even be a you know a top hundred guy for some people. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. Well, maybe we'll see. We're coming up with on that too. I can't wait to get to that uh, top 100 compilation that we do at Prospects 1500. So be on the lookout for that. But um, Interesting player, a guy that, you know, when guys are drafted first, second round with a lot of hype and then they kind of fall out, don't don't forget about him. I've, I forgot about him. <laughs> now I missed out on him everywhere. Um, I think that's pretty much all the news I wanted to do. I'll do a quick run through of a couple of guys uh, that we've talked about several times on here. We don't need to maybe spend too much time, but um, I, I did mention Jackson Kowar got the promotion to the big leagues again uh, or returned to the big leagues. He, he had a pretty decent start. Um, he went, I think he gave up two runs in six innings. He's going to get another start. So the future is looking bright for him again. Um, Mackenzie Gore, who we seem to talk about on a weekly basis on here. Um, he's just so fascinating. We haven't seen prospects go through his roller coaster ride in quite some time. But he is getting assigned to high A, which is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be uttering that sentence a year ago, to be honest. But Mackenzie Gore is getting assigned to high A after kind of a, I don't know what he I, rehab, start, reset, whatever he was doing in the Arizona Complex League. Um, so we'll see how he does. Uh, he had a couple starts that I was following. Uh, he's still walking a ton. He's not giving up a huge amount. He's not going deep into games. I'm still just waiting for information on him. <laughs> and uh, I think the last thing we wanted to talk about was our guy, Wander Franco, putting up some insane numbers. And what a hell of a debut for him in 2020. Uh, one here with the on-base streak. I mean, he you're, you're uttering his name and Mickey Mantle in the same sentence. It's pretty un, insane. The age, the position, the switch hitting ability. I mean, we're talking about Hall of Famers. I don't think we're going to include him on our list because it's that's seems like it's cheating almost, <laughs> even in a way. But uh, any thoughts on Wanda Franco's magnificent debut here in 2021 now? Yeah, Wander, I mean, it, it's just been, it's like we told you, you know, like we've been saying for so long, yeah, this Wander Franco kid, he can hit and he's going to be really, really good. 
And his first like week or so was just kind of meh. And everyone's like, oh, my God, like, you know, is he actually this good? Did, did we overhype him and blah, blah, blah? Yeah, no, he's actually he's actually good. Um, and he's been he's been proving it over the last couple of weeks. Got the on base streak going. His stats overall now hitting 290 um, with, with a 133 OPS plus uh, showing some some plenty of extra base hit ability, 15 doubles, four triples, seven homers. Um, so he's, he's coming in as advertised and, uh, it, it's certainly been, uh, a, a wonderful to see. Ha, ha, I always like a good pun. Yeah. Wonders power is the only thing that's not there yet, but I mean, give him two or three years continuing to grow at this pace. Like, uh, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> anymore. Like he's just going to be fantastic. It's so much fun. I love the swag. I'm, I'm just hope the Rays don't like do something crazy with him. I just never trust the Rays for some reason, but they always do smart moves. I think, I think <laughs> normally they're, they're big prospects. They're big guys. They keep. So yeah. Yeah. I don't really care. Although they did trade Willie Adamas to make room for him. And as a Brewers fan, I thank them. Yeah. I mean, whatever they, uh, he can play for the Rays. He can play for another team. As long as we get to witness this in our lifetime, it's pretty fun. Uh, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I think that's, I don't want to go too overboard, but yeah, he's going to be amazing. All right, let's go back and uh, go back to the future. Something like that. <laughs> Some sort of reference to one of my favorite movies of all time, by the way, Back to the Future. Ah, I yes. love them. Um, we always have the debate. Is it, I think it's the best trilogy of all time because there really isn't pure trilogies out there anymore. Like everybody, everything that was a good trilogy they always do one more, you know, like Star Wars, wow. Star Trek. Toy Story. Yeah, they had to make a fourth, so that doesn't yeah. count. But man, so much disrespect to the Naked Gun trilogy. <laughs> sure. Those movies are fantastic. They are. They are very good. Um, I would I would say Back to the Future is better, but that, we can have that for another Probably. debate. We can have that for another debate. It's more that, about that's an the, off-season the podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. We could do that. I like that. But um, let's go talk about the future Hall of Famers. We'll be right back after this. David Gasper, Alex Sanchez. I'm Alex Sanchez. That's David Gasper. I kind of made it sound like I was you. Huh. Freaky. All right. We'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Futures Focus podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. David Gasper joining me, Alex Sanchez. I'm your host. We are going to be looking into the future. I mean, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know who's going to make it in the Hall of Fame and you want to keep the guessing game going, then by all means, cover your ears. But if you don't mind a little bit of a spoiler, we're going to do that for you right now. We're going to pick a handful of 
prospects. And we're not talking like the Juan Sotos or Acunas of the world. Like we're talking real prospects. We're going to go out of our way. Acuna is going to be a Hall of Famer, by the way. And we're going <laughs> to uh, pick some guys. Now, these are going to be crazy. Uh, and obviously, it's going to be no fun <laughs> if we just pick like the top five prospects and say they're going to be Hall of Famers. So we're not going to do that to you. Um, we're definitely going to try to pick a few at the top. I mean, obviously. Um, but what we're looking for are guys that if just everything goes right, and maybe that's what we'll do is we'll explain why everything goes right, what they do, how they end up. Um, but uh, we're going to have to dig deep a little bit too and see if we can get some guys that maybe are a little bit lower on lists that we see huge ceilings and, and just for whatever reason, everything works out perfectly. And um, that's what we're going to try to do here. So bear with us again, the caveat one line, I'm not going to say it anymore after this, but obviously this is a crazy exercise and we're just having some fun with it. So don't take us to be like, oh my God, you think this person's going to make the whole thing? Yeah, we have no idea, bro. Come on. Let's be realistic. Let's have some fun. Um, let, let us know too. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. You got um, Alex underscore W underscore Sanchez. You're at uh, dgasper24 and of course Prospects1500. Uh, you can reach us all there on Twitter and uh, let us know who you think might be the Hall of Fame if we do such a terrible job. But the question now remains, which one of us is going to take the plunge and go first on this? I'll go first. <laughs> All righty. Let's go. What do you All got? All right. Well, what, year, this... what year is this induction ceremony going to be? Oh, my God. Oh we're, oh, we're guessing the year now, too? Sure. Why not? We'll go. Um, All right. I'll, I'll go 2045. 2045. Cause... So a nice long career. Around 20-year yeah. career. Yeah. And it's going to be a very long Hall of Fame career for Bobby Witt Jr. All right. Of the Kansas City Royals. I know. It's kind of basic. It's it's the number one prospect on most lists. Um, but he's just been phenomenal uh, at such a young age, too. And, like, the fact that he's 21 and he's, you know, essentially just about ready. I mean, he can have about a 20-year career, um, you know, who knows if he'll spend all of it a shortstop, you know, I'm mean, Derek Jeter did. So, I mean, anything's possible, I guess, uh, especially as Derek Jeter's defense kind of deteriorated um, over the years. And some might say it wasn't really that great to begin with, but anyways, Bobby Witt, very good hitter, uh, going to be a very good hitter for a very, very long time. Um, and I, I just think with what he's going to do uh, with Kansas city, I mean, he's really kind of the key to that rebuild over there. And Dayton Moore uh, and, and the Royals front office um, is, I mean, they're very good with people. They create a very good culture. Uh, they've won a World Series as a small market before. And I think Bobby Witt uh, can lead that team, that franchise, uh, back to the fall classic. Perhaps, you know, a couple of times, depending on what they build around him. But Witt has that kind of talent and he has that kind of, uh, ability that I think he's going to have a lot of success with Kansas City, and I think it could put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, what I like about this pick, obviously, we're in love with Bobby Wood Jr. There's so many things to list off to like about it, but for this exercise, the thing I like is like, who's the franchise right now in Kansas City? Salvi, Wade, Salvi, probably. You know, these are guys that have a few years left. You know, especially at Salvi at catcher. Wit once the speed dries up a little bit, you know, they, like the, these guys are on their decline. Um, and then after that, it's just Bobby Witt. It's not like the Mariners who have a handful of elite prospects. 
Um, the, the Royals other top prospects are mostly pitchers. I mean, you could put Nick Prado on there if you want, but I mean, this is Bobby Witt's team already. Essentially. There's only one <laughs> other prospect that you can kind of say that. And that's Adley. Like it's essentially yeah. the Orioles are Adley. And then the Royals are Bobby Witt right now. Like if those two guys fail, those franchises are going to be just completely Screwed. demolished. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Bobby Witt's name, you know, he grew up, he knows what it takes to be a successful major leaguer with his father. He mm-hmm. has the drive. He has the talent. He has the speed. He has the position. He has the brand. I mean, there is just check mark after check mark against this guy. So, um, what is a prime season going to look like for this Hall of Famer then, in your eyes? Uh, let's say it's 27, 26 year uh, year old season. Yeah, prime season for him. I mean, Bobby. I, I I think for for Bobby, I, I think you're going to start with a 300 some batting average. Um, batting average is going to be in the threes. Um, and then he could have, you know, he, he could be a, a 30, 30 guy for a number of years, 30 homers, 30 steals. Um, and you know, prep maybe even 40 homers. Uh, if he can get 40 homers a season, I think it's, it's almost a lock for, uh, the hall of fame. Um, if he can keep that kind of all throughout for, for a number of years, but, uh, I, I think he's definitely, a you know, a 30, 30, 30 guy, you know, 30 homers, 30 steals, 300 batting average. Um, and if you can do that for an extended period of time, uh, you can get yourself places. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of like shortstop 30, 30 guys that are hall of famers. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to think like I'm thinking a rod, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, can you think of anybody else that you would comp Bobby Witt to that's in the hall of fame? Oh, I mean, okay. Now you're asking me to think about the guys off the top of my head. I have um, a few off of mine. So let me give you some examples. I was Barry Larkin came to mind, but I think okay. he's going to have more power than Larkin. Although Larkin was a 30, 30 guy, um, a few times, uh, with good defense. I think that's a pretty good comp honestly, like Larkin hall of famer, right? I'm, I'm not crazy. Right. He's hall of famer? I think so. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Larkin's Hall of Famer. Somebody's yelling um, at us right now. <laughs> I was like, of course, Barry Larkin's a Hall of Famer. Oh all, all the Reds fans are just like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, Barry did, Larkin. Did Ozzy? Uh, Ozzy didn't have much power, did he? No, 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 no. Um, but a- I think A Rod's just—you uh, can't compare anybody to him. Yeah. I don't care. Like he's just—he uh, did things that nobody's capable of doing. Um, I think he's gonna have more power than Jeter. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, we're 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 younger where we're like yeah. we didn't see Cal Ripken had the power but didn't have much for speed. Yeah, not the speed. Um Ernie, Ernie Banks didn't have the speed though. Uh, I think yeah. Larkin's a good one. I mean, Larkin had um only 200 career home runs, but he did have almost 400 career stolen bases. It had an MVP. I mean, if if Witt turns into that, I, I think Witt has more power and probably a little less speed. Is, is yeah. Robin Yount, maybe. I mean, yeah. even then, I mean, Robin Yount, 250 home runs in his in his career. I, I think I think Witt can have a little bit more than that, probably. Yeah. Just go ahead and whenever you're bored and you wonder, you know, why does that Alex Sanchez guy on Futures Focus like shortstops so much? Pull up the shortstops that are in the Hall of Fame and look at their stats. And you're going to be shocked to see how little offense goes along with these shortstops. <laughs> like you have Ernie Banks who hit 512 and you have Ripken who hit 431. And then the next closest is Derek Jeter 
at 260. Like yeah. to be an offensive shortstop and stay there your whole career is just extraordinary. So Bobby Witt doesn't have to hit five home 500 home runs to make the Hall of Fame. And so I think that's no. why it's a really good choice, honestly. I mean, Thank we'd you. be stupid not to say it. <laughs> if, yeah. we, if we went 10 players deep on this. Someone team, had to say it. Yeah. And I just decided to go first and get it yeah. over with. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. All right. Um, I, this is a tough exercise. And I'm going with a guy that I'm basing it a little bit, I think, on the you know the face of the franchise. I think you can argue there's a couple of guys in this organization. Um, I'm basing it more on the video that I've seen from him. And it reminds me of Mike Trout. And I've made that comparison. Oh, on here where I said his swing looks like it's Mike Trout. And so if you can have a swing that looks like Mike Trout, um, that's a Hall of Fame swing. Yeah. Yeah. The Hall of Fame swing. Right. I mean, that's not crazy to say. So I'm going with Detroit Tigers, third baseman, first baseman, Spencer Torkelson will start his career as the third baseman. He'll play there for five to eight years. Then he'll move on over to first. He'll continue to bash there. He'll DH toward the end of his career. He'll pile up 500 home runs. He'll have a, a solid, 310, 320 base on base percentage for his career. Uh, not on base percentage, average for his career. Um, he's going to win a couple MVPs along the line, and he's just going to be impossible to get out for about 15 years. Yeah, I'm fully with you. That was actually the next guy I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing 500 home runs uh, for Torkelson. I, I think that's certainly within his capability. Um, and he's someone that, yeah, he's going to spend a few years at third. Uh, then he's going to end up going to to first base and perhaps moving to DH, you know, seeing how it goes in his career. Um, but w- with his bat um, and how much he can just mash, uh, he, he can absolutely uh, get there offensively. So I, I'm with you 100% on that. What year is he going in? You, you made me say what year. What year is Torkelson going in? Yeah, so it it all depends. Like. Honestly, I don't think I think he's okay at third. So if he can stay at third for a long time, like 15 years, well, that's I mean, maybe 10 years, 12 years where you're like you think of him as a third baseman, it'll be much easier for him to get into the Hall of Fame because much like the shortstop list, the third baseman list in the Hall of Fame is just like you don't have to do a ton to get in. You know, if you can if you can stick at third. So if he can do that and maybe that shortens his career a little bit. But I do think that eventually, you know, he'd have to move. So uh, I think he's going to get in with the compiling of stats and uh, he's just going to have to play for a long time. He is a little older already. I mean, he, you know, what is he? Yeah, college guy. Yeah. So, uh, so 22, if he's in 32, 37, I mean, he could be like a Miggy, right? Play for How long has Miggy played for? Oh, Miggy signed for a couple more years. Yeah. So. Uh, take Miggy and you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, he's just going to be replacing him and staying on. I don't know if he stays. Speaking of future hall of famers, Miggy. (laughs) There you go. Easy one there. Uh, so yeah, let's say, let's see. So if we're including the four years that you have to wait, assuming that's still a rule, let's put this at, uh, yeah, 20, 2043. I think you'll play a little less than. Wait, because you said 2046 for wit, right? 2045. Okay, yeah. So two years less, 2043. Yeah, yeah. I think certainly for their for their body types, for their um, you know style, I think that's I think that's good. Yeah, because once Torgerson's you know 
the bat goes, that everything else goes. <laughs> Wit might be able to to last a little bit. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Is, but uh, yeah, I, I think Spencer Torkelson has the one of the prettiest swings I've ever seen from a right-handed prospect. It's so quiet with so much power. It's just insane. Um, I don't know how he does it. And the fact that he doesn't have to have all this movement or a leg kick or a bat wiggle, it's just like he's not going to go into slumps. He's not going to strike out a ton. And he's just going to make hard contact over and over and over again. And it seems like a good enough bet as any for me for uh, for the Hall of Fame. Spencer Torkelson. All right. All right. That's a good call. So now it's my turn again. Yeah. I, I You think we're going to be brave enough to do a pitcher. We should do at least one pitcher too. I'm not saying that has to be your next pick, but we need yeah. to be brave. It, it was not slated to be uh, my next pick, no, but we'll do do whatever you want, and then I'm gonna think of a uh, we'll have a a pitcher as well. We got to do pitchers because they they make the Hall of Fame too. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They do. I, I have heard that. To, yeah, you're only gonna need to win like 150 games by that time because nobody's gonna ever pitch long enough. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the pitcher wins stats just just ridiculous. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, you're up. Let's see who you got. Are you going to go a little deeper? Are you going to stay elite? Um, I'm going to I'm going to dig a little deeper with this one and then maybe jump back up. Mm -hmm. Um, So this might be a little bit of an interesting uh, pick. And, you know, like I said, we're just we're just kind of guessing along the lines here. Um, But. uh, For my next one. Rangers fans rejoice. Whoa. Josh Young oh. is going to be a Hall of Famer. Wow, Josh Young, huh? Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, Josh Young. I mean, he's he's 23 years old. He's in, he's in Triple A, uh, having a doing a really good job this year, hitting 297. Uh, got got 13 bombs there, and I, I just think his bat is going to play so well. And as we're just kind of talking about there at at third base, not having to do a ton. Uh, to get in, I mean, we'll see what uh, you know, how much power he ends up with uh, at, at this level. But I mean, if he ends up being uh, that really kind of you know strong defender at third base and can you know lock down third base for like you know 10, 15 years uh, while hitting at a super high level like he has been, uh, that that could really kind of put him on a on a pretty good track there. So you know, I think if everything all comes together. Uh, for him, I, I think it's a possibility. It's a very interesting pick. He's going to have to do a lot because, I mean, defensively, he's probably stuck at first for the majority of his career, don't you think? I don't know. I think he's got the arm to to do third, to yeah, handle third. in the outfield, too. Again, kind of a Miggy, another, you know, is he good enough to not play first? Because if you play first, obviously, you're going to have to just bash and bash and bash. Right, yeah. Um, I think people forget about him a little bit this year. Um, I feel like I did too. And I've always been a big fan of his. Um, and then he got hurt to begin the year and then kind of came back and was on fire there in double A, which, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of experience before 2021, just a handful of games in 2019, uh, 44 games. So to push him all the way up to double A and for him to do that well is certainly quite encouraging all the way up to AAA. We might even, you know, we were supposed to see him in the majors this year, right? Yeah. Remember the hype that he was getting before he got hurt? It was like, is he going to make the opening day roster? Very Bobby Witt-esque in that. And then he got hurt, of course, and that 
and hasn't made it up. But I mean, have you have you seen the Rangers starting lineup lately? Like, oh my goodness, they're. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we we could make the team at this point. Yeah, so, yeah, they they, they could use some help over there. Yeah, call him on up, get him ready, and then have him hit the ground running. A good rookie of the year candidate for next year, Josh Young, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Underrated. Excellent choice. Well, uh, right, yeah, what so, are, so, I'm, so I'm digging a little deeper, deeper there. So are you going to stay? Yeah, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to dig deep too. But I want to know, uh, what do you think a prime Josh Young season would look like for him hmm. on a Hall of Fame career? Prime Josh Young? I mean, that, that could be, a, you know, 300, 310 uh, type hitter, 25 homers, perhaps. Um you know, could maybe get to like a John get to Oler, thirty or so. You know, maybe if Allred had a little bit more time, where you know you're not looking at forty home runs from the first baseman, but just year in year out hit machine. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, for sure. Yeah. And just kind of have a have a long career and just kind of add up those stats and yeah, and have them add up at the end. Yeah, why not? I can see it. I, there's a there's that's not crazy at all. Not crazy no. at all. <laughs> I'm not in all a straight right. jacket and a padded cell. <laughs> no. Um, okay. I have one that I've just been, been doing because, uh, I don't know. It's not quite as deep as young. Well, I mean, young's pretty high up on the rankings, so you didn't, you didn't dive too deep. No, it's not the elite level prospects, but it's, it's still top 50. All right. I'm going to go with a guy that his trajectory, the problem with the guys that we mentioned, except wit, but young and Torgelson, right? They're already nearing their mid-20s. That's a problem. Usually mm. these surefire Hall of Famers, Bryce Hart, I mean, well, I can't believe I just said that. But <laughs> Mike Trout, potentially Bryce Harper, I cannot put him into the Hall of Fame yet. Um, Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, what's, what, what do they all have in common? Well, they they're up super young. At 20, 21. So I'm looking at the list here, and I'm thinking, who can come up at that age? There's one name that sticks out to me. He's a switch hitter. He's on a team that you just have to be semi-decent, and if you stay on, you'll make the Hall of Fame because everybody loves them. It's the New York Yankees. I'm going Jason with two S's, Dominguez. To ah. Break out, hit the potential, hit the hype. How often does this happen where the hype just is out of control and then the person reaches it? Why not him, I ask you? Why not Jason? This guy is off to a, a great start as an 18-year-old in low A, 272, five home runs. He is, like I said, a switch hitter. He is incredible, five-tool potential. We're looking at, you know, Carlos Beltran, prime type of uh, player out there. And if he can do that for a long time, starting at such a young age, and if he's up at 20, 21 years old, and he plays until his 35, 36, even maybe a little bit later than that. We're going to see crazy numbers from him if he stays on the Yankees the whole time. Like, there is uh, a lot <laughs> a lot of things that have to go right, obviously, for all of these guys. But it isn't that crazy for me to, to think of him as a Hall of Famer 30 years from now. And um, there you go. Jason Dominguez. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, th- I think <laughs> I that's... I think that's a solid pick for for this exercise. I mean, I we I've said it before, and we've said it before on this podcast that there's a lot of risk with Jason Dominguez because he's still so young, so far away. There's been so much hype. There's a large amount of risk that he does not live up to it. Um, but at the same time, as you mentioned, there is that five tool potential. There is that power, that that hitting ability potential. 
And if he does hit on all of that, that is a Hall of Fame level talent, if all of that hits. So will it? Obviously, we'll find out. But for this exercise, I, I think that's a I think that's a really good pick. Someone who can come up super young, uh, someone who has that type of uh, super high ceiling, super high ability, um, and can put up Hall of Fame level numbers for a historic franchise. As much as uh, pretty much every non-Yankees fan laments uh, that label going on them. It is a historic franchise, and that does have an, an effect on on voters. Yeah, I mean, there's no you, – you have to just admit that. <laughs> I don't care who you are. And like you said, for this exercise, you, everything has to go right, like threefold for this to happen and to be correct. So why not pick the guy with the biggest ceiling you possibly could think of? And so a switch hitter, five-tool Yankee center fielder, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's that's about as big of a ceiling as you can get. So that was uh, that was my pick. Um, so let's recap really quickly. We got, you know, we're in the year 2040, 2045. I don't even know if I'll still be alive at that point. I hope I am. <laughs> I hope things didn't go south. But I don't uh, even know if we're all going to be live tomorrow. Yeah, that that's a long time from now. A lot of things could happen. And uh, we have four Hall of Famers. We have a shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. from the Kansas City Royals. We have a third baseman, first baseman from the Detroit Tigers, Spencer Torkelson, former number one overall pick. We have surprising breakout stud, multiple MVP winner, Josh Young, maybe. I mean, yep. yeah, you have to win some MVPs, right, at some point. Yeah. Uh, win a rookie Young. of the year next year. Get, yeah, get some MVPs under, under the belt. Maybe a gold glove or two. Yeah, sure. Throw it in there. Why not? <laughs> and, and then we have star... Yankee center fielder, switch hitter, Jason Dominguez. So that gives us four Hall of Famers. Now, if we get four Hall of Famers from this top prospect list, that would be insane. I, I can't even yeah. imagine that you're going to get more than two. I think one would be about average. Well, yeah, I'd say one would be an average. I'd have to look at it. Two would be incredible, and anything above that was just nuts. Um, there's just not a lot of Hall of Famers. So... Yeah, it's a very difficult club to get into. Hard to get into, let alone all from the same sort of year and time, you know, uh, of coming yeah. up. So, um, but we still have a few more that are going to make it too. I guess this is yes. the golden age of baseball. So, uh, are you brave enough to do pitcher yet? <laughs> I'm not doing pitcher with this next one. I'm holding off too, I think. I, I'm continuing uh, on with, with what you were saying there. Very young, high ceiling, can can reach the big leagues at a very young age. And I think you already know where I'm going with this. Oh, are you going to go Homer? Homer alert? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Homer alert. The smoothest left-handed swing I have seen in a very long time. I'm not going to say overall because Ken Griffey Jr. still holds that title. But the, such a smooth left-handed swing. Five-tool potential. My tier one prospect, my hype train guy, Hedbert Perez, is going to be a future Hall of Famer. You got to have one homer pick. I mean, all of these are homer picks in a way. So Hedbert Perez is going to make it. So yes. um, in, in this world, this this timeline, um, he's coming up quickly, I'd imagine. So what? Yes. what is he going to do and when is he going to come up when he does come up? So when, when he comes up, um, let's see, he's already in low A this year. Um, he's going to make it at least to high A. 
next year, potentially double A. Um, and then, you know, I think we could see him maybe 2023 at the earliest in the big leagues. I would put him at, uh, what was it, 20 years old. Um, you know, otherwise, we could more conservatively see him in 2024 when he's 21, which is still a super young age. Um, but I think he's going to move up relatively quickly through through the system. Um, and five five tool potential, the hit, the the power, the speed, all of it. Uh, I, I think he's someone who could steal 20 bases a year, someone who could hit 30 plus, 35 plus homers a season, uh, hit 300 or so. Um, you know, just incredible all around potential. Um, and, and just adding up stats and uh, providing really great defense too out in center field. I mean, if you can provide some gold glove, de- gold glove defense as well, um, on top of all that offensive offensive ability, um, I think that that puts you on the fast track to to Cooperstown. So, you know, obviously still a long ways away, but very young, very talented player with such a perfect swing, man. It's just. Uh, if you haven't watched a Hedbert Perez swing yet, just do it. it it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm the CEO of the Hedbert Perez hype train. The Carolina Mudcats promoted me from conductor to CEO, so I have to I have to say Hedbert. You know, you absolutely do. Yep, yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And uh, the things are saying. I mean, if, again, if I'm going to say Dominguez saying them about Hedbert. Again, it's probably, you know, just as accurate as anybody would yeah. ever possibly hope to imagine. And uh, that swing is pretty. There's no doubt about it. He, uh, that would be really well, that would be worked out really well for you if he does that. He's going to yes, do it, it all as a brewer. You're going to. Dude, the victory lap in 20 years on this podcast that I'm going to take is going to be insane. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're already <laughs> not looking I mean, forward I, to it. We've talked about Hedbert so much that I'm like, okay, I think everybody knows. Yeah, we, uh, I, everyone knows I am. I am leading that hype train. You are leading that hype train. Yep. Um, all right, fair enough. Um, I'm still not brave enough to go pitcher. Could you go pitcher next? Do you think? Sure. I think there's. Sure, a, I, I think there's one main guy. I'm. I'm just. I'll just do it now. I'll just be brave and do it. Um, there's one guy. And so what I'm looking for when it comes to this exercise, I'm looking for size. I'm going to need a guy that is this guy's size, which is six foot five, 220 pounds at 21 years old. And we're going to need him to, you know, Justin Verlander it, um, and, and just pitch for a long time. Because essentially if you can pitch for a long time at a semi-decent rate, I feel like you're going to be a hall of famer in 25 years, 30 years, because we don't have workhorses. The, uh, you know, Tommy John surgery is, is limiting how many counting stats you can have. And I know we said wins aren't nearly as important, but, you know, to get into the Hall of Fame, I don't think that's ever going to change um, too much, too drastic. I hope it does. But uh, strikeouts are still going to matter. This guy's going to get a bunch of them. Uh, innings and wins are still going to matter in some capacity. This guy's going to get them whip. Uh, this guy's going to, he, he's just, he is the only choice, I think. Um, that's Grayson Rodriguez for the Orioles. Mm. Um, you love him. I know that. We've talked about that yep. on this. He's a first-round talent. He has achieved nothing but success so far. His ERA right now is the highest it's ever been at any level, and it's 2.76. <laughs> he has 111 strikeouts 
in 71 innings in double A. He's 21. He's very close to the big leagues. This guy, if I had to pick one pitcher, I, I don't even know who the second pitcher would be. That's why I'm, I don't mind doing this. Like he's the most obvious choice because of that size and the, you know, the, um, the great successes he's had, lack of injuries, like all of that. I just don't know who else you could possibly pick besides Grayson Rodriguez. So that's my pick. That's our pitcher. He's going to, he's not going to get to 300 wins, but he is going to, uh, you know, win a couple of Cy Youngs, almost like, uh, you know, kind of like Walker Bueller is doing right now. If you can kind of extrapolate that for another 10 years, I think uh, Walker would be a Hall of Famer. And if Grayson can do that, he's going to be a Hall of Famer too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the, He's got the talent to do it, for sure. Um, and he's certainly the, I think the the top pitching prospect um, out there for sure, and especially uh, pretty close to the big leagues uh, as well. So uh, something definitely that uh, I like to see. I like it. You know, I'm I'm obviously big on the the gray rod train. So um, it'll be it'll be good. I I like that pick. Yeah, I mean. The size is what does it for me. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for big pitchers with uh, from Texas. <laughs> I just feel like that's a, a good motto to start with. And yeah. uh, he, definitely, he definitely fits that role. So uh, that's our pitcher. I, I don't even know, like, if you had to pick somebody else, and you don't have to talk about it, but, like, you know, who who else would it be? I mean. I, I got two names. Okay. Yeah, who are your two I, names? I got two names I'm looking at. Uh, both very young. Uh, but both incredibly talented. One, going back to the Detroit Tigers and their first-round pick this year, Jackson Job, mm. one of the most talented high school. Re- I know it's a risky demographic. It's a, it's a risky group, but every single scouting report on him is like this kid's just different. He he's so much different than any other high school pitcher. Um, and there there's just I, I think if he reaches the potential that that he has. He can have a Hall of Fame level career. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is a lot to put on a guy. You know, this whole episode is, but um, he's someone who, if he reaches his potential, he could do it. Um, another guy, also very young, also extremely talented, that, that has been taking the prospect world by storm, Yori Perez of the Miami Marlins. Six foot seven, six eight, or something like that. Throwing upper 90s, 18 years old, already up in uh, high A as an 18-year-old, as a pitcher. I mean, he's on a fast track. He, he, if there was ever anyone on a fast track, it's Yori Perez. Um, and with what the Marlins are building down there, he could be a huge piece uh, for the Marlins teams in the future and really kind of uh, put his name out there and, and really kind of showcase his stuff and um, really kind of lead what the Marlins are building um, if everything kind of stays on track for him. So, I mean, that that's another really talented pitcher that um, should it all continue to be coming together for him can reach that potential. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the age matters as much to the pitchers because, you know, you want, you can get in with prime seasons. You don't need the length as a pitcher, I think going forward, but to have him doing what he's doing at 18 with the Ascension, it like, just shows the talent. It, yeah, in this type of exercise, like you said, you just need if everything goes right and like stays on course, he definitely. I mean, if, if you don't, if his course stays on, then he's going to be insane, you know. And so um, I also yeah. think that we should, yeah. you know, a lefty. I, I almost like looking back at this, I, I feel like a lefty has to 
emerge from this. Well, if Mackenzie Gore had gotten himself on track earlier, you know, maybe we could have thrown him in there. Yeah, I was thinking Lodolo. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I yeah. could, I could be, I could do another Homer pick and throw one of my Brewers guys in there. You're Ashby. Yeah, Ashby, Ethan Small. Ethan Small I don't, I don't yeah. know about Small, um, but Ashby. Um, Antoine Kelly has some really good stuff. If Antoine Kelly stays as a starter, he could. You know who I was thinking is who? another Orioles pitcher is DL Hall, and I know he's injured right now. But let's say that injury. His like, name is DL. We knew that would happen. If you know, if everything worked out perfectly, though, this <laughs> stuff that he has from the left side is uncomparable. Like nobody else does what he does from the left side. So there's some pitchers potential um, left-handers that I think might make it. And you gave some righties, obviously, of course. But uh, let's go one more pick each. You can have full range, anybody, anybody you want. Let's do one more each, and then we'll sign off here. Mm, okay. Let's see. I'm. If you let I'm me thinking, go, I'm, I'm going to pick your guy, I think so. <laughs> oh, really? Is, it, is that what you think? Well. Because I, I got know. no idea who I'm going to pick, so it, you go ahead. Like an, it seems like an easy choice to pick this guy. I can go if you would like. Go for yeah. it. Okay. I mean, we're going to pick uh, – somebody has to make it as a catcher going forward. I think a safe bet would be Adley Rutschman. I feel like mm. he's going to come up. He's going to be great. He's going to be great for a long time. He's the face of that franchise. He's a switch hitter. He can move off to first when he's, you know, when the time comes, they're still going to, you know, you don't have to worry about him you know, struggling against lefties with the switch hitting or anything like that. And, uh, you know, if there's one catcher to make the Hall of Fame in, in the next, from this class, it's got to be him. And uh, it doesn't hurt that he's a gold glove caliber backstop as well um likable personality and if if the orioles turn it around it'll be because of him and i think that goes a long way for voters you don't need the counting stats at catcher and uh he seems like one of the safest picks uh besides the fact that he plays catcher um out of anybody that you could possibly pick on this list yeah yeah i think that's a good that's a good call um yeah someone definitely in in consideration um, and someone, yeah, if he turns around that, that Baltimore franchise and it, it's going to take a lot more than just him, um, cause they're going to need more pitching than just, uh, gray rod as well. I mean, the guys that he's going to catch that so he's going to have to have some, uh, quality depth there. Um, but yeah, Rutschman with his stats, like his hitting ability, his power ability and his defensive prowess. Um, I mean, that's just, that, that just kind of all lines up to, to a hall of fame level catcher. Um, I mean, he's going to put up better numbers than Yadier Molina, and he's probably going to be as good defensively as Yadier Molina. Um, so if if he can if he can be that defensively and bring way more offense, he's got to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot to put on anybody, but if he can win Gold Gloves, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be that level as long as he's you know the best in the American League, and it's I feel like. If you're a good hitter, <laughs> you win gold gloves. <laughs> that's how it's been yeah. in the past. It's not so much as anymore, but when we were younger, that's what it was like. Um, and, and Adley is just like each level, he's just getting better and better. Um, he's in AAA now. Like we said earlier, knocking on the door. He's got a 446 on base percentage, hitting 359. You know, he doesn't strike out nearly as much as some of these other top prospects that we mentioned, even the elite ones. So, um, and I love my switch hitters. I think I picked, what, two switch hitters. 
So yeah, can't go wrong with switch hitters, especially switch hitting catchers, man. As um, Ted Simmons goes into the Hall of Fame this weekend, switch hitting catcher. Um, It's about time he got in, by the way. He should have been in years ago, but that's beside the point. Um, Is Jorge Posada a Hall of Famer in your eyes? Uh, That'd be close. Five-time All-Star. Yeah. I I feel like his case is also buoyed by being a Yankee, you know? But being on all those successful Yankees teams, like everyone's just like, oh, super great. You know, he he deserves to, um, you know, be in the Hall of Fame. So you know? I never think of Posada as a very good defensive catcher. So if you can take what Posada did, which was 273 career, uh, 17 year career, 275 home runs, but then add a bunch of gold gloves in there. I think that's enough for the Hall of Fame. I don't think Posada is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It may not be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but yeah. but for this sake, like Posada with better defense, like Gold Glove caliber defense, I think that's enough to get you in. I think that's what's holding Posada out. Like he was just an offensive first catcher, and he wasn't that crazy good. As yeah, an catcher. I mean, he's very good and a switch. Yeah, guys, but I picked him up. Well, it's like Jason Veritek was also like a really good catcher for a number of years, but he's not, you know, a Hall of Fame guy. Yeah, so uh, the path is, I would say, is probably the easiest. I mean, shortstop and catcher, if you can be comfortably above average there and play for a long time, you have a really good chance. So, all right, let's do one more pick from you. What do you got? One more. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up going with a, uh, a draftee from this year. One of the uh, one of the top guys. Some would argue the top too. guy. I wonder if you're going to pick the it, guy I was going to. Go yeah. Well, one of the top guys. Uh, some would say the top guy in the 2021 MLB draft. Um, going back to the shortstop well. Mm-hmm. And Marcelo Meyer. Yeah. Boston Red Sox. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Scott Scott Green also yeah. loves it. I know that for a fact. But yeah, Marcelo Meyer. Future Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, I think. Well, I'll let you talk about him a little bit more. But I, I, I this is the one guy. If we were going to do one more round, that's probably who I was going to go with next. Uh, the age, the position, the team, this talent level, the you know amount. I, I have you know his interview was very impressive. I mean, that's not a lot to go off. Of, but I'm just like he, he was, he knew what he was talking about and you know that's pretty good for an 18 year old on national tv and that was impressive for me so um yeah great choice uh but yeah continue on a little bit further on what we might expect a a hall of fame career for uh marcella meyer to look like well for from what i've seen from uh scouting reports on meyer was that he was a mix of Corey seager's bat and brandon crawford's glove now, Brandon Crawford's glove at shortstop is one of the best in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Corey Seager's bat at shortstop is one of the best in all of baseball. So you combine that together, and you have one of the best shortstops in all of baseball. Um, he's just got an incredible hitting ability, a lot of power in that bat as well, and just such a strong defender. He can win multiple gold gloves at shortstop um, for, for several years in, in his career. Uh, so if he can do that, provide above average defense, provide elite defense um, for a number of years at the shortstop position while providing uh, plenty of juice offensively, that's that, that's going to get you in there. 
Um, so, and especially if he comes up relatively quickly here, I'm not sure how fast of a track Boston is putting him on. Um, but if they can, I mean, really, if he gets up there at 20 or 22 or 20, like, I don't think it's really going to matter because I think he's going to have a long enough career and be so good on both sides of the ball that he's going to end up getting there anyways. Yeah. And if that defense is going to be that good, then that's fine, right? You can be, if you're, if he's just this elite shortstop that's putting up Corey Seager type of numbers for even 10 years, like that's enough. Yeah. And that's what we've been talking about, right? That position really does matter. And why, again, I always go back to it when we do these rankings and we talk about stuff. Um, give me the shortstop over the outfielder nine times out of 10 because of that simple fact. They're just so rare. And um, we'll see what he's got a lot of development to do. But again, if in this crazy world where everything goes right, uh, hard to match his ceiling with that team, with you know what's going to be yeah, around him. Imagine, yeah, yeah. You imagine that team will be good for a long time with the the young players they have now and the players they have coming up, and uh, maybe they win a couple. You know, uh, Scott would love this too, but maybe they win like three or four World Series and he's right in the middle of it, and that that could be a big boost too for him. Yeah. Um, so nice pick there, and I think that one is definitely going out on a limb. I think of all the picks. I think that'll probably be the one that's like the most out there. But even that seems like I can see I know it. Josh Young might have been a bit more out there than Meyer. <laughs> yeah, well, Josh Young, I think, is ranked quite a bit higher, though, on, on lists. So if we're going by that, I think. Oh, he's also closer to the big leagues. And he's closer to the big leagues. I think that's probably why he's ranked higher, right? Like, if you're yeah. starting. Yeah, the, 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 you just haven't seen so much with Meyer. I mean, he's he's 18 and Young's, what, 23? Yeah. So, yeah, five-year difference there. All right, so uh, let the hate mail come in. Tell us how crazy we are for picking out these Hall of Famers. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Witt Jr., Spencer Torkelson, Josh Young, Jason Dominguez. Let's see if I can remember all of them. <laughs> uh, Grayson Rodriguez, Hedbert Perez, mm-hmm. and uh, Marcelo Meyer. Pretty good class. And Adley Rutschman. And, Ad- and Adley Rutschman, of course. That was the one. I knew I, I had one slip in my mind. Um so uh, let's say they all, you know, they're all looking to make it the same year, but uh, to all make it from uh, from here on out would be quite something. So let's see if we get even one right. I'd be happy if one of these is correct. But yeah, uh, that was awesome. All right, David. Well, thanks for doing that with me and being crazy. Uh, like I said, here at the end of the year, we're trying to do a couple of uh, some new things as we uh, hit the end of the the prime season for prospects. Uh, we get we get into a bit of a a low here in the winter months um, as we all go into a depression with no baseball, <laughs> um, but we have football, you know, you got your Aaron Rodgers over there. I got my Tom Brady. I'm a Bucks fan. I don't know. We don't need to talk about football, but I think that's going to do it for us here. Uh, this is futures focus podcast brought to you by prospects 1500. Thanks for listening. David Gasper, Alex Sanchez signing off. 